I'm in the kitchen, you in the kitchen. You ain't cooking up. We cooking up, chopping up. D King. Lay down. Welcome to the second season of Chopping It Up with the Car and Do It. Executive produced by Mika Sunga. Um, we are available on podcasts on Vivo. We're on SoundCloud, Spotify, and Apple Music. And uh, we're ready to get the second season started today. And um, our guest tonight is Mr. Premium Pete of the Premium Pete Show. Uh, Premium Pete is a media personality, podcast pioneer, executive producer, motivational speaker, a major brand consultant. Um, Co-founder of You Gotta Eat This with the legendary Bum B of UGK. Um, he hosts his weekly podcast, Premium Pete, and he's also former co-host of the legendary Combat Jack show. And he does boast 12 years of podcasting experience. So without further ado, I would like to welcome my guest, Premium Pete. I'm about to go ahead and bring him in. Yo, you, Good evening, sir. You over here, first of all, I, I got to give my son a big shout out. I got to get all these dinosaurs. Uh, <laughs> How big premium, yes. Listen, they, they, they put me in his room. Um, <laughs> you know, they say, look, you want to do an episode with Salim? You know, you want to be chopping it up with the conduit? Hey. You got you to do it with the dinosaurs in the back, you know? Yeah, I love it, man. Presence over presence. So the babies are always in tune, man. That's a good thing, man. How you doing today? Man, I'm good, man. You know, uh, thanks for having me, first and foremost. Um, you know, it's funny when you hear somebody talking about you, right? You know what I mean? Like, meaning like somebody introing you. Um, you know, I feel like it's hard to intro somebody, like, you know, because it's like it's hard to wrap everything, just like a podcast. Like, it's hard yeah. to get everything into, you know, one episode. But, um, yeah, man, I'm here. I, I, you know, um, when you start mentioning things like that, um, it just brings me back. You know what I'm saying? So Yeah. Well, I mean, I appreciate you for taking the time out this evening. Um, you're always the one doing the podcasting. You're always doing the one doing the interviewing. And we only get to hear you know, little bits and splices of your life during conversations with your guests. So I only felt that it's right to, you know, try to turn it around and see what, you know, Premium Pete's about. Of course, I appreciate that. Shout out to my man, Timmy. All right, that's what's up. So um, without further ado, everybody, welcome to Chopping It Up with the Conduit. This is the second season, episode one. And of course, you see, I got my man, my brother, Premium Pete in the house. Everybody say what's up to him in the chat. I apologize for no uh, sound effects with applause, but that will be coming soon. <laughs> All right. Um, you ready to get started, Pete? Yes, sir, man. Proud to be right. here, man. All right. Let's, um, we're going to start. I, I usually start from the beginning. Then, you know, I go into the middle and then start to the future. But um, this time, this go around this season, we're going to try to uh, chop it up a little bit and get more in depth, if that's cool with you, okay? Sure, absolutely. Yeah, what, what, look, I'm here, so, you know. All right, so let's start Internets. Yes, let's start it off with the internets. Um, tell us what it was like growing up in Coley Island section of Brooklyn to somewhat of a culture shock when moving to Bensonhurst because it was a very different time in the 90s. You know, can you explain that for the people out here? I mean, growing up in Coney Island gave me uh, an advantage, you know what I mean? And what I, what I mean advantage is it was a melting pot, right? It was everybody, like you had all different ethnicities, like Russian, and black dudes and Spanish dudes and Italian dudes and even even bag ladies, like we used to call them bag ladies, like, you know, which were like kind of homeless people used to come with all their bags and shit. Right. 
it just gave me, to be honest with you, the ability to be open-minded. Because keep in mind, Bensonhurst, when I moved after Coney Allen in the 90s, yes. was was crazy. Like, yes. I'm talking about Yusef Hawkins. Yes. I'm talking about, like, where dudes were literally looking to the right and left. And if you were in a black neighborhood or your white neighborhoods, you know, to whatever cause that was, you know, uh, labeled, it was kind of like, what are they doing here? Or what are they doing here? Right. And that, to me, when you think back, was a crazy time. So, you know, I really enjoyed because I remember when I went to Bentor, it's like a lot of people were like, yo, you know, I was bringing my friends from Coney Island over to play right. Super Nintendo. Yeah. And those dudes, some of the dudes, to be honest with you, were like, yo, what, what, what are these people doing here? And I was like, people? Like, mm. th these are my people that I've always been hanging with. So, you know, growing up, like I said, Coney Island gave me a lot, man. It gave me, it gave me, it gave me diversity. It gave me the ability to um, see more than... Because here's the problem with Brooklyn, particularly. Mm -hmm. You know, shout out to my brother, Just Dave. Uh, but here's the, the real deal of Brooklyn. And what I mean by that is sometimes we listen mm -hmm. to people who never been off the block. Right. You know what I mean? We, we, we look up to and, 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 and you know... We, we were inspired by people who never been off the block. No, so sometimes radio, so to speak. Yeah. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, it's like, you haven't really traveled, right. You haven't really like saw different parts. Right. You know? Um, so, you know, I feel like um, Coney Allen it, it, in my teenage years, it gave me a chance to be more than that. And I mean, this in a respectful way, average closed minded white boy. Mm -hmm. Um you know, somebody who, you know, like, like, not that people ask this, but like, oh, what Brooklyn and Coney Island did to me, like, it, it gave me the diversity to change my kids' names to just other than Italian names. That's right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It gave me the ability to, to, you know, marry in and date, you know, uh, uh, different races. Yeah. It gave me the ability to, to uh, break the chains. You know what I'm saying? Straight up and down. Just... Just be like, yo, if you want to be part of the change, like, make it. You know what I'm saying? Um, and you couldn't tell me nothing. So I didn't have to. I didn't want to go by your, you know, uh, marrying an Italian woman. Nothing against Italian woman. I just wanted to kind of mess with people that I liked and I loved and I cared about. So, you know what I mean? Yeah, I feel you. I feel you. And uh, with that being said, um, and you saying the, the stereotypes within the Italian community, how did that come across with your family? I mean, you know, it's funny. People, that's a great question, and not a lot of people ask that. And my response is always insane. Both yeah. of my sisters are married to women. You know what I'm oh, saying? Wow. Okay. So, so, so when people ask me, how did your family feel about, like, dating a black woman or marrying a Spanish woman? You know what I mean? When people ask me that, like, that was a shocker. But my parent, my, yo, my sister's been married, like, 20 years before there was even the thing of being married to women. Mm -hmm. Like, they have kids. You know what I'm right. saying? Like they did that whole in vitro, whatever the fuck it is. Right. But what I'm saying is like, so when I came for like, for what I was coming for, like it wasn't a big shock to my parents. You know what I'm saying? Um, that's the one thing I love about my parents. They didn't, they didn't, they weren't, they were supportive of me. And I love them for that, man. Um, I do, man. I went and visited them today, man. And, and, and I preach to anybody. And I hate to use the word preach, but. But, like, if your parents are still alive or your aunt or your grandmother or anybody who raised you, like, call them now. Yeah. Like, call, like you know, like, go see them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because uh, 
you know, my parents supported me, man. You know what I'm saying? In, in whatever I did, you know, like, like I remember my father, like he worked on Wall Street, you know, at one point in time, he got like a pretty decent job. Like for, for our early childhood, he struggled. But later on, like he got like a really good job. And I remember he invited people to this wedding that my sister was at. And it was very, very not normal for right. a woman to be marrying a woman 20 years ago. Right. In a hall party. Time. You know what I'm saying? Different like time. where he gets up and says, I wish you all the best. I love y'all. Um, welcome to the family. So I, I give my father a lot of credit because sometimes a lot of those old Italian men, like right. I love being Italian, but I don't love the Italian people who are closed-minded mm. to the fact of what they don't understand. Because I'll go against those Italians any day for the better belief of uh, diversity, straight up. That's a, yo, that's a beautiful thing, Pete. Um, I want to transition because you were saying about, you know, how Coney Island and Bensonhurst shaped you. You know, you always have a mantra of new days and new opportunities. You know, and every time I see you, you're always on the road to the next opportunity. You know, uh, what was that hustle from Bensonhurst and Coney Island that was instilled in you to... I guess, brought forth within your work ethic today? I mean, New York, Brooklyn, you know, it does do something to you. Now, I'm not saying dudes from the Bay Area or D.C. or wherever you're from, like, dudes, like, be more like, those are hustlers. Like, <laughs> I think the ability to be a person who was addicted to fast money. Yes. To then turn around and make legit money. Mm -hmm. um, it's not easy. It takes a lot of patience. It takes a lot of time. Um, slow money, it's slow money, but it's sure money, right? right. And it's not going to take your life from you. It's not going to take you away from your family. So I would say like that Brooklyn, you know, a lot of kids in my neighborhood didn't have the vision I had. And what I mean by that is they saw me, like I'll give you an example. When I told them I wanted to do podcasting, yeah. they told me, they laughed at me. Right. They were like, yo, you didn't go to school for this. Like you didn't, you know what I mean? Like, what do you think you could become this? And now when you become it, people were like, Oh, wow, I knew you would do it. Nah, you just saw me do it, mm -hmm. and now you want to jump on the train. And it's okay. You can come on the train. Yeah, that's fine. But, but, the usually... <laughs> but Yeah, yeah, usually late. And it's okay because, yo, I want to say this to people. Never, ever stop believing in you. Like, right. I'm sitting here telling you, man, I came, I can't, like, I had so many ups and downs in my life, but I never gave up. And that is not a talent. That is just, a, 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 like, anyone listening could be able to do that, right? I never gave up. I fell down, I fell down, I fell down. I never gave up. I've been to jail, been to treatment centers, been to group homes. You know what I'm saying? Like people see me and think like, you know, social media, it's like beautiful and terrible. Because Welcome sometimes, it's, yeah, you know what I mean? It will show like, oh, you're doing like great. Like, yo, it was a hard road to get here. Yeah. And I'm no different than anybody listening or watching to this now. Right. I just, I just never gave up. You knock me down, I'm gonna get up. All right. Now, since you said that, let's segue, let, you know, let's segue into it, because usually during the time of our adolescence, we try to find things on our own. And it's usually we find out the hard way. You know what I mean? And I want you to share if you care to share your experience on what shaped you at that time, meaning the first time when you're speaking on the program before we go into after 9-11. You feel what I'm saying? Because I know there's youths out there that you know, watch this and they try to find certain inspirations to see if they can add it onto their life cycle. You know what I mean? And I think your story is definitely a great one. And you know what I followed up on. So, you know, with that being said, like you were saying you were 
more so finding your way. And then you got into something where it was fast, but then it, it got you in a little bit of trouble, so to speak. So can you care to talk about what was that experience when you were going through that and then having to deal with the program and then what was your mindset coming out of that? Yeah, for sure. First of all, shouts to everybody in the chat. You know, shouts yes, to Syracuse. God, everybody in the chat. Peace. Shouts to my girl from the Official Mafia page. Um, yeah, man. You know, um, shouts shout to Pure. What's that? Pure Culture, man. Listen, appreciate y'all, man. Thanks for everybody. Yes. Uh, well, actually, Official Mafia page. Do not put pineapples. Listen, let me make a public service <laughs> announcement. I don't approve of people putting pineapples on their pizza. Please, if you do it, just don't show me. I don't believe in people putting pineapples on pizza. So, but, but back to your question, you know, um, when you're saying like, what, come again, like you were saying like, what it, like, what it was, you know, like, in our adolescence, we try to find our way on certain things. And sometimes we go about it the hard way. And let's say, you know, your first instance where it ended up getting you in a little bit of trouble, but what was your mindset coming out of that when you were first going into that? You know, um, my childhood years were like very dark times. I'm, you know, I'm being honest with you. I was, it wasn't a long time. Like I started smoking weed at like 13 years old. Okay. But I stopped, I, I was, I, I was in clubs. I was selling drugs. I was doing everything. By the time I was 18 years old, I stopped everything. Mm -hmm. I was already in a group home at 17 years old. Wow. You know, um, that's why I really want to appreciate my family. If it wasn't for my family, like their support kind of got me through some of my darkest times, you know, growing up, yes. you know, um, a lot of dudes I was away with, they didn't have no families coming to visit them. And I quickly peeped, you know, when you get mail, you know what I'm saying? When you get a visit, you know, right. when you get like, that really meant a lot to me. And my parents, you know, I had like, my, at the time I had like my grandmother, she was like 80 years old, 80 something years old. And she was coming every week. Yeah, you know, coming every week. And, 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 and that meant a lot to me that kept me going. Um, I want to tell brothers and sisters, you know, fast money, man, it's, 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 it, it, it seems good, but it could take you away from your life, right? Mm -hmm. it, could take, it could take 10 years away from your life and have you start all over again. Right. It's almost like the thought of like waiting online to get in somewhere. Sometimes we want to take a back entrance and then we wasted so much time that we got to get back on the line anyway. Right. That's what my life did for me. Mm -hmm. um, but being in those group homes and being away really just shaped me to be a better person, right? To be, to, to, to learn how to be, you know, I, you know, I want to tell anybody, don't look at your past as mistakes, mm. like straight up and down. Look at them as lessons, lessons, right? Because it gives you an opportunity. Cause I, I want to explain to you why for many years, I looked at them as mistakes and I was down on myself. I was like, yo, I was a fuck up. I was this, I was that. Nah, sometimes we make, make mistakes, but they're lessons. Because we're going to learn from them. We're going to be like, yo, we ain't going to do this again. Exactly. And, 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 and yeah, man, I think it just shaped me, man. It shaped me to, to be smarter, to, to be more, you know, conscious of, of, of what I'm doing with my life. And, and to be honest with you, I had, a girl, I had a daughter at a young age. It gave right. me the ability to be like, yo, you know, you know how dudes like talk like, yo, I got to do whatever I got to do to take care of my kids. Yeah. But, but then they go away. And they don't realize when you go away, you bring your family to jail. Your significant other, your baby mama, your wife, your daughter, all these people are worried about you. Yeah. And, and a lot of men, unfortunately, we're selfish when we go away. Where's my package? Answer my phone call. Send me mail. You know what I'm saying? Like, without even thinking, 
how much you're affecting people. So I just want to, you know, like, yo, going to jail and, and making fast money, it's like, yo, that shit yeah. is dead. Yeah. Turn that shit into selling sneakers, selling baseball cards, Word. doing a podcast, Word. open up a barbershop, yes. open up, you know, whatever. You know what I'm so saying? Then, okay, so let's take it back because you were talking about, you know, you've been down for three years and, you know, Grandma Premium coming up to visit you every week. You know, and during that time, you know, the blessing of your daughter was coming into the, you know, into this atmosphere. So you were more so, I guess, um, on the path of looking what you were going to do next. So then sneakers come about because you always had a love for sneakers. So um, what was it that made you get into retail first? And then with that happening, you end up being one of a young Drake's plug when he used to come to the NYC to shop for certain kicks, but then it also ended up turning into a creation of the then former sneaker, uh, sneaker tube TV series. So, I mean, if you care to expound on that. Yeah, 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 those are special times. NY, what up? Um, New York Nico, what up? Um, you know, it's, it's, it's uh, when you think about getting into retail, that was some of my beautiful days, you know, because um, I was a people person. So, and, and I quickly realized like what a clientele that we had it was fun. It was special. It was when sneakers were telling stories and to have a store was like to have a barbershop. Right? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, to have something where people could come and hang out and, 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 and really catch the vibes that, that y'all are doing. Um, I loved being in retail. Um, to, I didn't love being in it anymore. It's like, you know, you get to a point where, you, you know, you, you don't want to be in it. But yeah, I, 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 you know, sneakers, New York, you know, it's like you just, you, you know, all different people. I remember Drake's involvement was insane. To be honest with you, one of the biggest evolve, you know, involvements I ever seen in my life. Right. He came, he came to me. Um, I met him through Tiana Taylor. Uh, Tiana Taylor came in the store. I've been friends with her since she was like 15. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? Right. Um, you know, she came in the store, ran in there like screaming, premium P, you know, like going crazy. I came beyond the counter, gave me one of those hugs where you kind of go left and yeah, right. Rock, rock. Yeah. Um, she's like, yo, you know Drake? And I'm like, nah, never heard of him. And she's like, he's ill with the bars. Let me introduce you to him. So I come around the corner. She literally introduced him. He was him and Oliver. Oh, and wow. he was like looking for certain sneakers. And I took him across the street. You know, I gave him some mafia shit. I opened up like a door. We had another store across the street with all exclusive shit in there right. where I would only bring in certain people like Tom Cruise and Christian Slater and Kelly Ripper and Drake and Nicki Minaj came a couple of times. Um, right. What's this girl who's saying, uh, making my way downtown, Vanessa Carlton, like she came there. I mean, Soho so Spring Street, people. listen to me, Soho Spring Street, you never know who was coming in. Right. There was people like, I'll be honest with you, that's why Soho Spring Street taught me to never judge anybody. Mm. Never judge anybody. I, I mean, bums used to come in there with holes in their jacket and pull out 3000 and spend half of that. Wow. Um, you know, it was a melting pot. Like I said, it was a melting pot. But with Drake, I'll never forget. I took him across the street. He wanted Griffey Max ones uh, that were all black because uh, uh, Young Jeezy, he loved what Young Jeezy was wearing. And I remember him calling me like crazy, like, yo, save me these, save me these. Wow. And I want to give you his involvement. He came to the store, him, Nico, Hush, uh, CJ, um, just them just chilling. Next time he came, it was crazy. Next time he came, he had a bodyguard. Next time he came, I had to shut down the store. <laughs> so, you know, like his evolution. I mean, let's, let's think about it. Like Drake's 
involvement, forget about Premium Pete, right. is insane. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, this dude is a fucking A-list star. Right. You know what I mean? It's like, um, his, 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 his shit is so big that I remember, like, I was in a barber store one day. I mean, a barber shop. And somebody came in and was like, yo, you're Premium Pete, man. I think Drake, did, I saw you on, like, Sneaker News with Drake. This is, like, years ago. And my barber was like, you know Drake? Mm-hmm. And I remember this is how little-minded people are. Mm-hmm. And people were like, yo, if you know him, call him right now. <laughs> and I was like, yo, you think I'm going to call this dude and be like, yo, these dudes want to make sure I know you? Right. Even if I came back to life as something else, I would never do that. Yeah, man. I, I, I know. I, I get that a lot, too. Yo, that's who you know. FaceTime and we'll text them right now. Like, that's that's not necessary. But, yeah, I, you yeah. know, I, I, I get it. I get it. I get it. But, um. You know, with the sneakers, I know it developed a special relationship uh, with a gentleman by the name of Bun B. Yeah, yeah. You know, just being into sneakers. Um, you know, Bun is an avid sneaker. Bun is a great dude, man. Yeah. Like straight, straight, straight up and down. Like yes. yo, but like, like I'm not saying this because he's family. Oh, like, I already know. Like Bun is like one of those dudes. Like I'm just being honest with you. Like he's one of those dudes that could get it popping. Yeah. One of those dudes that could teach a class yes. and one of those dudes that can hang out in a college giving five you know high fives to you know yeah. to like you know regular dudes you know what everyday i'm saying people everyday people um just a real good um ag what up ag pd beards i mean <laughs> hold on hold on hold on let me give ag a little yeah yeah give ag the beer give, give him the little beer brush right there piece of yes. the corner shouts to everybody listening and watching but listen to me bun um I remember the first time I met Bun, he was like, yo, I'm like, he's like, I'm a fan of you. I'm like, come on, man. Don't, don't start this shit. But um, I, lo- I love Bun, man. I love him as a friend. I love him as a person. I've seen him support people and never say one word mm. out loud, um, take money out of his own pocket. Like somebody who can get lots of free shit and still cops more than they get is somebody I've, I've always admired. Um, me and him just join forces. We love food, man. Straight yeah. up and down. You got to you know, eat we, this. Yeah, we just love food. Uh, we started a blog at the time. Like, I don't know, like blogs in 2021 are kind of weird, but, you know, we turned it into something special, man. Like, for real, though. Like, you know, he would be in Sweden and be like, yo, I just had Swedish meatballs in Sweden. I was like, yo, this shit is crazy. Crazy. You know, um, but yeah, and then, you know, we wound up working with a lot of different companies, you know, uh, Oreo and... I flew out to uh, Minnesota to go to Dairy Queen headquarters. They put me on a private jet. You know, I worked with Sriracha and McDonald's and you know know what I mean? Like, like that food shit, like is still something special today. And you got to eat this. You know, we also put out our own sneaker, me and Bum with Ewing, you know? Yeah, I know. Um, So that was special. You know, um, I don't know, man. Like sometimes I say like the journey is crazy, man. Like when you mentioned sneaker tube after retail, like fun fact, Sneaker tube, it didn't become what I wanted it to be. This is a lesson for people watching or listening. Sneaker tube didn't come, it didn't become what I wanted it to be. I had more, um, I had more hopes for it. Mm-hmm. Um, it was only 10, 11 years ago, but if you, but it's crazy. If I was doing it now, I would be able to oh, raise man. money. Oh, yeah. I would be able to do so much more, oh, which yeah. is crazy. But I will say this. Shouts to Dallas Penn, because Dallas Penn, when I started Sneaker Tube, told me to come up to the Combat Jack show, which they right. were only like a month or two in. Right. And was like, yo, come and promote this shit on the Combat Jack show. Right. Now, if anybody knows my story, I went on the Combat Jack show as a guest, and I never left. 
right. and history, history was made. So I want to tell people, if you start something, a business, a website, a something, and it doesn't pan out to what you exactly thought it'd be, don't be upset. Try your hardest to you know, do what you got to do because it may be something that springboards you or elevates you to something else. Yes. You know what I'm right. saying? Right. And it's funny that you did said that because I was literally about to segue into that special and unique spirit, Mr. Dallas Penn, you know, and him introducing you to, you know, the legend Osei, you know, Combat Jack. And, you know, like you said, with you being a guest on there to, to promote the sneakers, but then, you know, you never left, you know, the both of you ended up, you know, creating some iconic moments and literally setting a blueprint for a lot of these, you know, podcasters, even such as myself out here to, to, you know, follow dreams and follow new avenues and paths. Um, did you think, you know, the kid from, you know, Coney Island, you know, who's been through his ups and downs, who's been in group homes, who's been to prison, who dealt with depression, so on and so forth, would end up being on such an iconic show, which would bring forth so many blessings. You know, first of all, rest in peace to the late great um, Combat Jack Reggio said. You know, say, man. you know, I miss him every day. Like I'm just being honest, man. Um, <laughs> you know, I miss him every day, man. You know, um, I never had a big brother. Um, Combat was like a big brother to me. We fought like brothers. We made history like brothers. There were so many iterations of the Combat Jack show. Yes. You know, first and foremost, shouts to my brother A King. Thanks for believing. Yeah. Um, second of all, shouts. Yeah, shouts to Jonathan Menace. Shouts to my brother Chris Morrow. Just for, Blaze. For believing in me. Just Blaze for, you know, when you asked, did I ever believe that this would be something that, you know, no, I never believed. I never believed. Um, I'm going to be honest with you, bro. Even combat. I don't want to say he didn't believe. He did believe because he pushed it forward. Mm -hmm. But a lot of times we were like, yo, what are we doing here? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like straight up, I'm being honest. And I'm, and now I can't go anywhere without somebody being thankful. Yeah. Well, I'm going to be honest with you, man. Sometimes, like, you know, you get a little bit of hate, even if you're a good dude. Yeah. Um, it happens. But you, but you don't pay attention to that. No. You know, for the most part, I receive all love, you know, um, for what we were doing inspired others. And that's the point. Like, I don't do the Premium Pete show for Premium Pete. Like, look right. at me. Look at Premium Pete. Nah, fuck Premium Pete. Right. And I don't mean that as a diss to myself, meaning, like, if, if I could bring on somebody or if we could have done something that inspired you and you went out and did it, and even if you did it better than me and I'm making more money than me, I ain't even mad. Right. I'm being dead honest. Like, I want to see you win. Yeah, and I think that, you know, we knocked down doors. Um, you know, again, there's so many iterations of the Combat Jack show, but, you know, I, you know, I, 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 I'm forever thankful. Um, I'm also glad I was able to add value, right? I think that's important. Yeah. Like, when I came on the Combat Jack show, I didn't just use these dudes. Like, I brought Bumby on, you know right. what I mean? Five times, you know? Right. I, I, I brought investors, I mean, not investors, uh, sponsors on. You know what I'm saying? I literally brought snacks all the time because I felt like, yo, this shit was an after school. You know, I brought Scarface on. You know what right. I'm saying? I brought, yeah. I could keep on going. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Um, you brought value. Yeah, and, and I think that's, in general, like, I, that's for anybody out there, like, Bring value to the situations that you're working with. I don't give a fuck if you go and work with somebody that you figure to be the biggest. You could always add value. Um, but yeah, man, I wish combat would have been here to see 
more of like the roses. I don't feel like he fully got his roses. Um, that, that pardon to cut your wisdom, my pardon to pardon to cut your you know your thought, but I honestly think you know, I think Osage's watching, and yeah, I, I, I think I think he knows honestly because it it. I mean, to see you flourish, you know, and to see you know Dallas flourish and Mena and A King, Mika and I mean just. I mean, just everybody from that cipher. You know, I know it's been three years since our brother has transcended, but within this three years, I've seen a lot of growth from everybody. And I know personally, you know, he would be super proud of what's going on because, you know, you're an extension of him. You understand what I'm saying? So, yeah. um, you know, I, I just want to put that out there. I think he knows and I think he sees it in if anything, his energy is out here and it's still a guiding force. Yeah, man. I mean, I pray, I pray, I talk to him every night, man. Um, you know, it's funny. He used to have this um, Ford Flex. And uh, yeah, I swear I to God. A couple of times. <laughs> yo, I swear to God, I see that shit all over. And whenever yeah. I see it, it may be weird, but I kind of like put like a, a fist to my heart and be like, yeah. hey, big dog, like I see you. It's like, heavy. please, like, please, like, please watch over me. Right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like he like I feel like when someone passes away, they get a chance to see the other side. So right. I feel like combat like sees like maybe he sees the struggles that I've gone through and he's going around and trying to like help everybody little by little. Like maybe he comes here and sprinkles a little dust or maybe he goes like over there and is like, yo, Pete, like you're like I talk to him like and I tell him what I want. Like, yo, please, like help me get through this. Like, you know, like if you could offer any advice or. You know, um, I, I, you know, I'm telling you, man. I see a Ford Flex all over the place, man, and 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 I always think of combat every day. Um, the you know, universe sometimes, has a way yeah. of bringing signs, Pete. Yeah, man. You know that. So, um, you know, I, I want to jump to June 28th, uh, 2014, um, and that was the first time you and I were introduced. By our brother, yeah. Jay, by our brother Jay Slayer. Um, Shouts to us, Jay Slayer. Yes, um, invited me out to a lunch out in Georgetown. Infinite Mind was also there. He was doing the show bills for the show at the time, and you know that day I also got to meet your beautiful family. You know your, yep. you know your mother, and of course your special grandmother, Grandma P Premium. You know, that day, yep. you know, uh, you, um, Abdul, shouts to Abdul, he's in the chat, you know, Jay Slayer, along with your family, we got to sit outside on a nice sunny day in June and, you know, eat gelatos together and actually, you know, you know, talk with one another back and forth. And, yep. you know, I just remember, you know, your grandmother's, you know, spirit and her, her energy and love for you and just how she was just accepting of all your friends who you brought around to, um, you know, to meet him. If you can, can, you know, talk about grandma, you know, grandma premium, man. Cause honestly, the first time that I got to meet her, you know, and then the times that I've came to Jersey and actually been to your home, you know, for certain functions and getting to meet Papa premium and, you know, just the whole family in general is just, you know, a beautiful ball of energy of love. So, you know, if you can talk to the people about, you know, Grandma Premium, I, I would definitely appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's such a crazy transition when we think about combat and think about Grandma Premium. Um, 
you know, losing both of them, honestly, uh, you know, still hurts. You know, yeah. two of my favorite people. I never really lost anybody that serious to me. When I was young, I lost my friend. Um, but it's been many years. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. You know, she was the type of grandmother. You have to understand, like, I had parents. Like, they're great parents. But without my grandmother, I wouldn't have had a lot of things. Like, I'll give, I'll give you an example. Sega Genesis came out. Right. Like, yo, I only had, like, $30. Like, Aunt Barbara gave me 10 and, and Zitzy gave me 10, meaning Grandma Premium, and I was able to get, you know, uh, a Sega Genesis game. I forgot what game it was, but the point I'm making is she was always there for me, always. Right. Um, and she was like, you know, she would treat my friends like family. Yeah. You know, I would, go up, I would go upstairs and grab something from, like, a closet. I'd come back down. My friends are eating, like, a five-course meal. Yeah. And I'm like, you know what I mean? I'm like, I'm, I'm like you know, it, it, it's, just a, it's just a crazy time. You know what I mean? I mean... You know, like I, like I was saying in the beginning of the show, if you've got your parents are still alive, your yeah. aunt, your grandmother, your grandfather, please call them today. Yeah, call them. Or, or, or go by tomorrow and we'll just like say them. hello. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, you never know when their last day is. And, um, you know, family, you know, she was the matriarch of my family. She was yeah. the backbone. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm going to sit here and say again, to succeed in life, I'm, I feel like there's just got to be some type of support. And I don't mean only money i'm talking about people believing in you yeah until you could get to a point where you believe in yourself like not to sound corny or cliche no, that's not corny but, at all that's yeah. not corny at all we, we actually are brought up in not actually brought up right now it just seems like a certain facade of us in society where people have a problem with either asking for help or you know acknowledging that it's okay to be pushed along you understand or encouraged you know what i'm saying it, it Everybody seems to be coming from a false place where I did it on my own. I did it on my own where, you know, there's somebody in that corner who saw something in you and they pushed you. So I honestly think they think there's nothing wrong with, you know, giving, you know, paying homage or giving just do. And I also think that it's just a small, minute percentage of those people who happen to make those sort of accusations. You know what I'm saying? And, I think those people who make those sort of accusations are the ones who haven't received the love or haven't received the push that they were looking for. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. I think, yo, honestly, Celine, man, you get out. You know what I mean? You get what you put out. Yeah. Like straight up. Like, yo, a lot of times I say to myself, I'm so blessed. The love I receive. I get emails and DMs every day from people all over the world just like checking on me. You know, recently, yeah. like in 2020, you know, I had a little health scare. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like you know, I'm, I'm, I'm doing better and better each day. And, 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 but when I tell you the amount of people that reach out to me, it's like overwhelming. Yeah. Like, that's why like kids from my neighborhood will never understand how, like, yo, the fact that you could, you could have friends later on in life that are more closer than friends you grew up with is insane mm. to it's me. Insane. Yeah. Like I love a King. You know what right. I'm saying? I love Jay Slayer. I love you, man. Like, yeah. and I mean, I'm, 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 and what I mean by that is like, you know, I check on these people. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, 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 if you need something from me, let me know. And pride sometimes kills people. I want to tell you, man, one of the biggest things that people don't do is follow up. Like, yo, like, I'll give an example. Somebody will come up to me or they'll be like, yo, like, I'll be on the move. And they'll be like, yo, I, I got a couple of questions about a podcast or I got a couple of questions about some business I wanted to do. And I'm like, yo, email me. I'll get back to you. And they look at me like, kind of like, and like, this dude played me. There's like, no there's yo, a foreign answer. Honestly, I'm spinning. By the time you email me, I'll see it and I'll jump on a call with you. 
Right. Um, the follow-up is everything. I want to give this quick story. One time I had the co-founder of Venmo on. Mm -hmm. And he was explaining to me how Venmo was almost something that wasn't, wasn't possible. As weird as it sounds. Whoever uses Venmo, understand this. I became cool with the founder. Shout out to my brother, Tigarachi Isaiah. I became cool with the founder of Venmo. Okay. Mm -hmm. He came on the show and he was telling me, yo, it was almost a possibility that Venmo was going to shut down. They didn't have no more money. Okay. And they couldn't raise any more money because the people who raised money, they're like, yo, we put money in and this shit, we're not putting no more money in. Right. They went and got bought. Okay. And mm -hmm. you know how they got bought? Because they went to go get invested in. And the guy said, how about I just buy you guys? He said, how much do you want? He's a, the guy just threw out like a $26.8 million. Right. Guy's like, done. So hear me out. He said, wait, did we just sell Venmo? He said, yes. He went in the elevator, jumped in a cab on his way back to the airport, emailed the guy like, yo, I love what we did today. Let's finalize everything on paperwork or if you want me to come back down, et cetera. Right. That is called the follow-up. Follow so internets, listen to me. If you want to reach out to somebody, you want to do business with somebody, don't be afraid to follow up, to check in. You're not, there's a difference between being a pain in the ass mm. and just being persistent with mm. what you're doing. You know what I'm saying? Exactly, exactly. And, you know, with that being said, uh, you know, from Grandma Premium, you know, which leads me to your new, your new, you know, your new venture. Pete's Premium Pasta Sauce. It's a hundred-year-old recipe created by his grandfather, okay? A family tradition. What made you want to share it with the world? Because I also know this is also, you know, uh, commemorating, you know, Grandma Premium. So, you know, let's talk about this pasta sauce, man. Because I know you're a foodie. You're always talking about food. So, you know, what made you get into this world? Well, I've always been in the food world. Um, you know, piece to Lotus, piece to Burner, you know. Those are family, uh, piece Lotus, Burner, what's up, family? Yeah, I've, I've always been into food. Um, it's crazy, all these years. I want to I tell people from my mistakes. Don't take, I've been in the game a long time. Don't, don't take what I'm doing and do, like, oh, like listen to what I'm telling you, the mistakes. Right. And if you're somebody doing something, put out a product. Right. Yo, I took so long to put out. I remember people used to see me and be like, yo, Premier P, how can I support you? And I'm like, yo, just listen to an episode or whatever. Like, you know what I mean? Right. And there were, people really wanted to support me. If you got an audience, I don't care if it's 100 people, 10 right. people, yes. put out a product. But put out something that makes sense because they believe in you, right? So, you know, my grandmother, like, we used to have this sauce. And I was like, yo, we need to do this. And right. when she passed away... I said, on her one-year anniversary, I'm not going to sit here and cry. I'm going to sit here and be happy. Mm -hmm. And on her one-year anniversary, I worked on this shit for one year, man. That's right, man. Peach right. Premium. Look, 100-year-old. Let me tell you something, man. We have sold thousands of jobs. I can't believe it. Like, all over the place. Like, yo, yeah. these joints, look, let me explain something to you. Two-pack is $15.99. There's people ordering from Vancouver, from Jakarta, from Japan, from Australia. Like I'm talking about people who are paying sixty, seventy dollars in shipping for that's a fifteen ninety nine product. That's a beautiful thing. That's like, yo, that's so much love. And I know my grandmother's looking down proud. Yeah. Um, and I just wanted to show, be honest with you, I wanted to show my my daughter. You know, you, you know what was one of the most beautiful moments? My daughter was packing up the packages. Mm. So I said, Holy shit, I didn't even realize I was showing my daughter 
how to get it out the fucking mud. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yes. How to get it out the mud. And, that's tr- and, and let me tell you something. I'm, I, I'm not somebody like, yo, anybody could put together a product. You know what I'm saying? Um, and, 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 then, and then I don't know if you even know this. Like 2020 was such a depressing year for me. But then it was also such a beautiful year because yeah. I put out Pete's Premium Pastos. And I don't even know if you know this. This is where I tell people, yo, if you're, you're that's right, it's vegan, it's gluten free, it's GMO free. Let me tell you something. Internet, listen to me. And I don't mean this for me, I mean this for you. I'm a kid from Brooklyn. I'm, a, I'm somebody who never stopped believing in themselves. I had got knocked down 10 times, I got up again. That's right. I've always shown love to people. Sometimes I'm too pure and sometimes that comes off wrong to people, but I don't mean no harm, I'm passionate. I don't wanna be a preacher, I wanna be somebody who, like, like let me, and the reason why I'm prefacing this, I dropped my own pasta sauce. We sell thousands of jars. I'm talking with different stores right now to get in Target, to get right. in Whole Foods, to get, in, to get into uh, 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 Publix. Um, you know, I know my grandmother's looking down proud. I didn't want to spend that day crying, I'm missing her. But then what I want to tell you is this, how the fuck do I turn around? And because I'm so well-versed in that food world, I don't even know if you know this, this comes to life. Oh, I, I know about that. So let me explain to you. Yes. A kid from Brooklyn, I'm so honored and proud to say that I brought this thing to life. My co-founders, my partners is Rob Kardashian, shouts to Rob Kardashian, Chris Jenner, Nikki Diamonds, Chum Lee, and fucking my man Chance Eldridge. And let me tell you something. If you told me that I would be, you know, I had all these connections. Nikki called me and was like, yo, I got the Kardashians. We want to do a hot sauce. We want to bring you on. How could you make this happen? Bro, I had the co-packers. This is why I tell you, get in the world and make that shit where you learn about it fully. So for instance, you see Mika, you see you, you're doing the podcast in this. You know, you, you know how to distribute it. You know who's over here. You know somebody over here. You know somebody over here. Bro, take that time. Take that time to, you know, to, to learn who, you know, build your relationships. Yes. Don't always try to blow, like, pause to this, but don't always try to blow your load so quick, right? Absolutely. Take time yeah, no to problem. manage your relationships. So the point I'm trying to make is, you know, to, to, to be involved with these guys and really grow this company. I don't know. I'm just speechless, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, honestly, I'm just speechless, bro. Like, as content creators as as podcasters as producers yeah. we don't got no 401k no nope. you know we don't got no pension You're you know right. what i'm saying like like i've done terrible in life with money and then i did great but at the end of the day our future how do we get a future so the point i'm trying to make is keep the water running because you never know where that's just gonna bring you yo man keep please, this man. shit running Conduit, chop it up with Conduit. Yeah, it's an IG Live. It's a podcast. It'll be on Bevo. It'll be on YouTube. It'll be on every platform. Cool. But keep it running. Because when you keep the water running, anything is possible. Thank you, Pete. I, I, you know, I appreciate those words of wisdom because uh, Miko would tell you in the beginning, um, you know, I was nervous. I was super nervous about doing this. Um, John Forte, you know, our good, our good friend. Yep, 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 know, yep. Amazing he, story, by the way. Yeah, amazing guy. And, you know, he tells me, you know, yo, you got this, bro. Uh, you know, I'll be your first guest and we'll see where it goes from that. And then 
of course, you know, executive producer Mika Sunga, she like pushed with all her might. You know what I'm I saying? I mean, I mean, yeah. I mean, you're bringing people in. You're you're bringing people in that have. Shouts to Sabrina, by the way, and shouts to uh, OHNY. Man, I think I met her on Clubhouse. Man, uh, <laughs> cool, cool, cool girl for sure. Man, great, great, great times. Clubhouse is so crazy, but but if you find a good room, um, you'll enjoy it. But but yeah, man. You know, um, just just. I want to say this, and I mean this, never, ever stop believing in you. And I'm not only talking to you, Salim, I'm talking to the world. Thank you. Like, you know, I get depressed. I get discouraged. I get nervous. Still yeah. to this day. Yeah. But we have no choice. Let me tell you, I don't want to sound like a fucking preacher because I'm not. not bro. You're not yo, bro. but hear me out. Drop, drop dog, hear me out, dog. Drop We're going to die. I mean that. So if you want to ask somebody to be on your podcast... Or you want to ask somebody uh, some information? Do not, yo, we're gonna die, dog. Ask me. You're right. You know what I'm saying? I got I you. I feel you. And I, I want to just tell also anybody. This is a pandemic, man. People have been in the house and discouraged and depressed. You're yeah. going through anything. Feel free to reach out to me, man. I'll, I'll jump on a call with you because let me tell you something. When I was going through my depression, when I was a young father. My friends were going out to clubs. I didn't have anybody there for me. Yeah. So if I could be there for somebody else, that's all that matters to me, straight up. Yeah, it, it's all about uh, the reciprocation, man. And, and, and that's love, Pete. Um, and, and, and one more thing. And not to, now I, feel like I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm, yo, let's support our brothers and sisters more and more and more. And what that means is even if it's a text checking on them. Yeah. Don't always, like, people always ask me, like, when you build relationships, dog, don't always have an ulterior motive. You know what I'm Thank saying? Like, 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 there's nothing wrong with texting somebody Saturday blessings. Right. And keep Thank it moving. You. And keep it right? moving. Because, yeah. because you thought of them. Like, 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 here's the thing. We don't need to be cool every day, and we don't need to talk every day for right. us to tell. Let me tell you something. I don't talk to you every day. Nope. You need me for anything, reach out to me. Same I'll man. be there. Exactly. But that's what I'm saying, right? And, right. and, and, and it's all love. And we, and we need to care about each other more and more. And we need to check on our friends that we think are good. You know what I'm saying? Um, that's what we need to do. And we need, you know, it's like, I got to a point where it's like, I'm like, yo, we need to like focus on mental health as much yeah. as we care about yeah. Balenciagas or Jordans, right? You know, if our friend is going through shit, we need to like recommend them or help them get a, a, a therapist, right? Right. Um, I don't know, man. No, nah, man, yep. you, 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 you're saying some true things that most people won't say, you know what I'm saying? And there's some people out there that need to hear that. So if it's coming from you who a voice that, you know, they admire that they're familiar with, I honestly think that the message that you just put forth, you know, rings true, man. So, you know, uh, Pete, I, I just want to thank you just for, you know, building with me this evening. You know, the people I want y'all to know, Pete is the a definite soprano aficionado expert oh, i forgot about that too there's too yeah, many things to mention yeah we got so much but you know before the, before i drop this i want to um i want to get your top three your top three italian dishes that's your go-to and then i want your top three gangster movies man that you can always go back to no problem no skip and even when you go back to it sometimes you might find something new that you never saw before Let's start with the movies. All right, let's the start top, with the movies. 
Top three gangster movies, I'm going to go with Goodfellas. I'm going to put this in, 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 I don't want to put it in order, but I'm going to say Goodfellas is number one. Okay. Um, ahead of its time. It was made so many years ago. Um, just, ju- just a real incredible movie. Right. You know, as an Italian, I was like, damn, I hope that they don't make these movies that are like, oh, how you doing over there? You know, like <laughs> yeah, this yeah, fucking yeah, bullshit yeah. Italian. Goodfellas was on point. The next one to me is the Gotti HBO movie. Mm. If nobody's seen it, this this actor by the name of Armand Asante. Yes, yes. Um, yes. Incredible. Incredible. And it, to me, it portrays the best. The next I'm gonna go with is Bronx Tale. Um, uh, I love that. I love too that. many gems. I love the diversity of to show about like you know the about height love. of, of yeah. race and love I could love. Lo- love could overlook. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm going to go to Donnie Brasco, man. Al Pacino, one of the best, best actors of yeah. our time. Of our time. Um, and then I'm going to, yeah, I, I know I'm over three already, but yeah, I mean, just Casino. Yeah, Casino, okay. Ca- that, that's yeah. top five for me all together. Casino is crazy, man. Okay. And then a top, top dishes, I'm going to go with uh, Chicken Palm. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to go with Lasagna. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with... Um, I'm going to go with, uh, we do, we do, my mother makes it, it's Italian, this is like a white clams and garlic okay. and oil right. um, over a linguine. You know, it's one of my favorite dishes from my mother. Um, then I'm going to go with like uh, an eggplant. Eggplant is, 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 is a big thing I love. Okay. Um, baked ziti, you know. Oh, uh, I love the, ziti. Yeah, yeah baked ziti is, you can never get away from some. And, and to be honest with you, this, this is definitely not Italian only. But I love some regular chicken cutlets, man. Just chicken cutlets, but like breaded chicken cutlets. Yes, yes, yes. You know, um, my mother always made that for me. And, and I'm going to give you, a, I don't know if anybody who follows me that understands over the years, my mother has like this 30-year-old casket that makes these little pizzas. I don't know if you've ever seen it before. Mm. But um, yeah, one of my special. One of my special ones. What's, what's the other ones? We did food. We did gangster yeah, we movies. We did food and movies, bro, for right now, man. Um most of the time my interviews run roughly about 30 to 45 but you know i definitely wanted to build with you on some things because like i said you're always the one interviewing everybody and i'm one of the people that actually get you know a good feel of who you are and you know to to actually receive the energy and live instead of just seeing it in ig post or on tweets but uh again premium Pete. You know, uh, thank you for joining me this evening. Uh, thank you for being my first guest for uh, the second season of Chopping It Up with the Conduit. And um, if there's anything you got going on out there, please give everybody your yeah, 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 yeah. Get in touch with you, man. Yeah. First of all, um, let me answer a couple questions real quick. Smoke Strong. I was saying the second movie I think was Gotti HBO. It's actually on YouTube. To, to well, it is an incredible mob movie, and it actually is the reason why a lot of Sopranos were in there because. They did it through HBO and they put these guys and they're like, oh, we can move them over here and do something with them. Right. Uh, Shouts to my girl, Chris, my homegirl, Crystal Cohen. Uh, yes, you know, we make a lot of different dishes. She knows, she, she definitely knows, but you got to put the chicken cutlet and the egg yolk. Uh, that's, my, that's my opinion. Um, yeah. You, you know, read it right. Yeah, man, working on a bunch of things. You know, obviously we got the hot sauce, um, the right. Grand Desert hot sauce. We got a lot of things coming. We got the pasta sauce, so That's look right. for that to be on the shelf. You know, um, we're continuing with the premium peach show. Yes. A lot of different people. You know, my mind is always you never know who you're going to have on. It could be hip-hop. It could be an artist. It could be an athlete. Right. Um, 
working behind the scenes, producing a lot of shows, doing a lot of scripted crime shows. Um, just keeping busy, man. Just keeping busy. And, and, and I want to let anybody know, anybody who hears me on the conduit, chopping it up with my man, Salim, you have a question for me, you need help with something, you want advice, whatever, feel free to reach out to me. Um, and I'll definitely either get back to you or hop on a call with you. I want to appreciate everybody that has shown me love in the room. Um, look, I'm going to say this. I'm just a kid from Brooklyn at the end of the day, um, living my dreams. And I want to say remove the doubt and up the belief. And I said this before, but I'm going to say it again. I'm going to end them on this. Never, ever stop believing in you. I promise you. Fuck all that noise, close it out, take 10 minutes a day to try to silence yourself. And I promise you, you could turn shit into reality, but never give up. And don't be afraid to ask any questions. Build relationships. Yeah, build relationship, build pyramids. With that said, man, thank you for being the guest premium. And um, I'll definitely tap in afterwards and uh, this will be up soon. And I'll definitely give you all the info and everything else. Again, thank you, Pete. Yo, whoever's fucking with me in here, make sure you subscribe and you tap into my man, Salim. Good people. Check his podcast out. Check his, you know, check out the video. Check out whatever he got going on. Let me tell you, I don't, I don't co-sign everybody, but I fuck with Salim for sure. Thanks for having me on, man. And Thanks, blessings. Numinati forever. Yeah, so no. Peace. Peace. All right, y'all. That was episode one, season two, with my brother, Premium Pete. I'd like to thank everybody for joining me this Sunday uh, for chopping it up with the conduit. Shout out to streetfatigues.com, streetfatigues.com, show improved. Holler at them if y'all want to get some dope cloth. Um, we'll be doing this every other Sunday, and this will be 10 episodes this season instead of 20 for the first season. So uh, the next show will be January 31st, and you will see the guests probably maybe three to four days beforehand. Just want to keep a little bit of a mystery going. But again, thank y'all for tuning in with me on this Sunday at 6 p.m. Um, I'm overwhelmed. Uh, thank you for the support. Shout out to my executive producer, Mika Sunga. You're the best. Shout out to my team, Adam and Myron, um, for holding me down. Thank you very much. Again, we are on podcast on Vivo. SoundCloud, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. And I'll see y'all January 31st at 6 p.m. Chopping it up with the conduit. Stay masked up. Honda silver pot holes, no pot to pissin'. Rich or poor, depending if they got your pops in prison. Early morning samples, nigga, chop it up. Uncut or the scramble, nigga, chop it up. Got the line down the block, shorty, chop it up. Got a grind for the spot, shorty, clap it up. If you need a con, do it, come and chop it up. Diva send IBs as you count it up. Commission table with the dawn, snake, chop it up. Nobody said at the head, fans watching us. Yeah, yeah. Sit. Do it. Can't do it. Can't do it. Chop it.